Hello everyone and welcome to uh, another one of my uh, podcasts and today I'm going to talk about uh, social HR and um, it's actually a new product that we have uh, launched and uh, running with some of our uh, clients so I thought I would uh, break it down and uh, give you our view on what does this actually mean if you work in HR and uh, how can you uh, how can you build from uh, from this so what is social HR? Um, in simple terms, we view it as a better way for HR to connect uh, technology and talent to get the best from uh, people, whatever that might be in terms of you looking to get the best from those, uh, those individuals. It's about looking at how you can uh, increase uh, productivity and uh, performance. And from our view, it is uh, reinventing uh, HR from, uh, dare I set the nicknames, human remains, hindering recruitment. I could, uh, I could go on. Uh, the view of what HR is, is that uh, their process, uh, their policy, uh, their back office function, it's, it's very private. If you're having to deal with HR as an employee, uh, typically there's something, something going wrong, rather than necessarily something going uh, going right, I would suggest for the uh, for the most. So it's looking at how can we move them from being that perceived back office function, and of course I am talking in in the round here, to becoming a, a catalyst for change uh, within a company uh, and using technology as a enabler or facilitator uh, of this, in order to connect talents uh, to people and then to ideally outcomes. So you've actually got some, some data and insight as to the results sort of this. And you know, to break this down through uh, data, through human capital, through people, however you want to refer internally to staff, employees, it doesn't really matter. The people at the end of the day, uh, how we, we are connecting these to tangible um, outcomes and, uh, and results. So it's not just kind of some pie in the sky, airy-fairy uh, sort of thing. And... This is nothing new here, but we, we see this as an opportunity for people to work differently um, anywhere, anytime, but, and a big but here, uh, make sure this is happening as a community. So we're not having situations where people feel alone, they feel their people, they feel like they're an outlier within, within an organization. You know, we're very much seeing the, the rise of the gig economy, or I heard the word slasher economy the other day. So it could be um, wife, husband, slash uh, entrepreneur, slash um, coach, slash uh, yoga instructor, for, it, for example. But that's the key thing here is how we actually, or rather how is HR in enabling and ensuring that that community is, um, uh, is being created. And what we are you know, very clear on and do do see this and the the, the fear out there uh, dare i say it, that this is not about technology or ai and i'm using my inverted commas for ai to replace human beings in fact it's actually the the complete reverse of that equation um which is ia so intelligence augmented so how are we actually looking about connecting people to new people and capacity or better capacity to do better work uh, creating a more collaborative culture through tech we can ironically become more human so 
yes, you know, look at the social media, look at what's going on in, in the world at the moment, is that one can argue that whilst technology is bringing us closer together, we are becoming uh, less human and starting to see the machines, uh, and by that I mean Facebook and varying other social media platforms, trying to combat some of this, but obviously there's the tension between them doing that and them making uh, even more billions. But if we bring this down into the day-to-day and creating a, a culture of collaboration through technology platforms within your company, then I believe, we believe here at DLA Ignite, that can actually create more human connections and more human behaviours. And so how or by what do we mean by by this? So it is facilitating knowledge networks. It's creating serendipity through both the virtual and physical platforms. So we're not losing either or, it's not even an and or um, question. Because you know, organizations have huge amounts of, uh, dare I say it, uh, cognitive surplus. And we just don't understand that it exists there. We're not tapping into this. We're not, as I said earlier, creating that, that serendipity through, through the network. So if one is able to access that cognitive surplus which exists within our organizations, we can then crowdsource ideas, insight, opportunities, and by doing this, you know, save time, uh, time and money. So you're probably thinking, what the hell do you, what the hell do you mean by tapping into cognitive surplus? So let's let's take this um, as an example. You have an employee uh, platform, collaboration platform. It could be Facebook Workplace. It could be Jive. It could be Yammer, Microsoft Teams, Slack. It doesn't really matter. They all basically do the same things. But what humans typically do is we will always go to our the five people that sit around us, the five people that, that we know, to help answer questions, solve a business problem, etc. You may go into the internet to search things. You may go into your LinkedIn network to help uh, find people internally. But we just go to the people that we that we know. So let's take an example of I don't know. You could well be uh, looking to present something or opportunity proposal around. Uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or even broader piece around uh, blockchain and you go to your tried and tested people and who may know something or may default to what has been told at a, at a corporate level of the view on those that this area of interest but you don't know that maybe somewhere in your uh, back office functions in IT I'm guessing would be a, a start of a 10 but it could be any employee for that matter but let's just say within the IT team you have a highly um, uh, intelligent individual who helps um, you know with help desk and answers queries in terms of my computer won't work but little do you know that they are actually uh, a crypto enthusiast they could be uh, a crypto investor and are making um, you know thousands tens of thousands of dollars on the market and have an intimate understanding of how that market works. Now, wouldn't it be awesome if you were able to tap into, as I referred to earlier, that kind of surplus, uh, that cognitive surplus that they have just sitting in their head because it's what they do um, when they're at home that could massively help you in answering a question, winning a, a, a pitch. If you think about how many individuals within your company there are, uh, especially if you're you know, a huge major enterprise, 
how much of this knowledge and insight you just don't even know exists because we're not bringing it all uh, all together. And so that's where the technology aspects can come in uh, with products such as um, ProFinder, P-R-O-P-R-O-F-I-N-D-A.com that help answer some of these questions that can facilitate that knowledge, uh, that knowledge network because this could then shortcut uh, a pitch, an opportunity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, how is this kind of ultimately broken down from that introduction to what is social HR? So, from our, our view, it's it's well, this is our take on it. It connects people to performance through social technology. Uh, it combines talent and technology to achieve business outcomes. It facilitates a collaborative culture and knowledge networks, nurtures communities, innovation, and collective uh, intelligence. Uh, that's the, uh, in, intelli- the, aug- the intelligence augmented, I should say, and transforms HR from back office to the business driver, the, the catalyst, if you will, and creates an agile, networked, and learning organization. So w- what does this mean in the real world? hear you I don't hear you but I, I'm assuming that you're thinking as you're uh, listening to this wherever you you are so it's kind of broken down into five themes or five pillars if you will if you will so creating the social HR professional so actually enabling empowering the at the individual level um, how to build in that social behavior and, and mindset and you're, if you're familiar with Carol Dweck mindset theory we, we are big proponents of that those of you who are regular listeners will, will, will know that so how do you actually create the, the social HR professional both from a behavioral perspective but also from obviously a technical perspective then social talent, so that is could be social recruitment, social talent. Then it's uh, social learning, so how are we actually using social to drive uh, internal learning programs, external learning programs. Uh, the overall employee experience is the fourth one, so end-to-end from attracting candidates the whole way through to uh, levers and the, uh, uh, the alumni community. And then uh, wrapping this all in the uh, employer branding space. So if we break those down then, what does that actually mean in the in the real world? So that's the the social HR professional. So understanding the evolution of social tech technology, and this could be social technology in terms of LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Snap, TikTok, through to social platforms such or social collaboration platforms such as um, Jive, Yammer, Microsoft Teams, Slack, uh, Profinder, etc., etc. So actually get an understanding of what is out there in the world and how does that fit into your organization because you know one size does not fit all that that is for uh, for sure then it's the consideration of the key platforms as uh, as mentioned so working through your current processes working through what is in place what isn't in place and where technology can actually help uh, with that intelligence augmentation because technology may not actually be the solution to this it's certainly going to be part of it but it may not be oh let's layer another piece of tech which no one's going to use because no one has uh, no one has been articulated to as to what's in it for um, for me. And then I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but we we do find this uh, when working with uh, with clients is that I think because HR teams have this dare I say it, this persona, and I'm talking broad brushstrokes. So you know, my apologies to anybody who's from HR listening to this, 
I'm not necessarily referring to, to you, but um, as a community, you don't necessarily have the best presence on, um, on social. LinkedIn would be the natural place to be because uh, typically this is where your future hires will come and seek you out and come and want to find you. And you know, too often do we see HR leads and HR teams not even represent, representing themselves in terms of who they are, in terms of what they stand for, and more importantly, what type of uh, employer they are. So helping HR professional you know, how to build an active um, presence on, uh, on LinkedIn, and it could well be beyond that in terms of on, uh, online. On Instagram, certainly the corporate level is proving to be a hugely powerful, uh, powerful recruitment, uh, recruitment tool. And then looking to you know, enable the social HR professional to you know, build out confidence and capability as an overall social user to start evangelizing the, the outward looking message, uh, the catalyst for, for change and we're, we're, we're open door for, for conversation, but that conversation could well be, could well be on, uh, online as it, uh, as it were. And then we move into the second pillar, which is social talent. So looking at social technology as a talent catalyst and connector. And again, this is both internal and external. So we focus on the external piece in terms of how you can use social to drive direct hires. Now, of course, this isn't saying that there's no room for recruitment agencies or headhunting agencies. Of course there is. Um, but uh, if you are able to leverage your social networks and the network of the organization and connect internally through your employee uh, network into their external network, you can save tens, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds in recruitment fees where you're driving that direct hire rather than necessarily through an agency. Now, of course, I recognize this does uh, require uh, manpower to handle this. And if you haven't got an internal recruitment team or uh, there isn't the capacity to do this, then I do recognize the challenges behind that. But by way of example, we've saved one of our clients you know, close to £150,000 in recruitment fees over a nine-month period through writing one article on LinkedIn that they were, they were hiring. That's now been reinvested back into making more hires within their, um, uh, their sales teams. So looking at the key platforms out there from a recruitment perspective, both internally and externally, because you've got to move talents around internally. You've got to move uh, people if they become disenfranchised within where they're at, if there's opportunity elsewhere within the business and they're the right person for that. Because I recognize you do need churn, you need natural churn to move things forward and keep things, you know, keep different skill sets and different talents coming in. But how are you leveraging those platforms on the internal piece as well as the, uh, the external piece to move that, um, you know, go back to again that cognitive surplus around the business? And then what tactics do you put in place to, uh, to drive this? And then how are you actually connecting to talent through your people? So when we are uh, doing this for sales and marketing teams or we're doing it from a you know, business development perspective, we talk, and talk about sort of sell through your network and market to your network. In order for that to happen, you need to be connected to your existing client base. So the key clients that you work with so you can market through their networks of like-minded people. Well, as an HR community, your client base are your people. So if you're not connecting to them on a social platform for to then market through to their networks. How are you gonna help evangelize the message of, of what the business stands for through the, the network of the employee? Because the employees will have their own trusted networks who will like to trust them way more than the corporate message or even you know the just a, a bland advert or job ad on, um, uh, on LinkedIn. So you've gotta start connecting internally 
with all your all, all your employees and all your all your staff because you are the go-to person that is also if you then start to be active on platforms how you can start to raise your uh, your presence and your profile within a business and move things around quickly and that was with you know we act for uh, one of the big four and we were with them the other day again this is from a sales and marketing perspective and actually one of the partners admitted they learn more about what they're doing internally through linkedin than they do through internal comms because we just don't have the time or the bandwidth with the volume of emails that are now um uh, coming into uh, our, our inbox so that's the social talent aspect side of things then we have the social learning uh, side of things so this is all around um, defining social learning as an organizational tool so actually making it something and uh, certainly in the US in the US sales market we're starting to see this um, this this kind of this theory be put into practice very well in the space of sales enablement and sales operations. So there's a technology platform called Saleshood, uh, which is an online collaboration platform where you can do on-demand uh, training via whatever medium that you want. So it could be um, you know, slides, video, podcasts like this, uh, questionnaires, all sorts of things. And that can be bespoke to your sales force. So this is now starting to become a thing. Uh, the young generation, this is completely normal for them in terms of on, you know, on-demand learning and, uh, and e-learning. So how are you using the social, the social aspect or the social network aspects within your organization to get the business to understand that this is what we're trying to um, achieve? Uh, consider different ways of developing social learning frameworks. So much like that saleshood that um, uh, I touched on. Uh, Develop, develop, develop. Uh, I should say, uh, an effective, uh, what is referred to in HR terms, uh, PLN, personal learning uh, network, so people learn from each other. Back to my um, friend who's a crypto enthusiast in the IT team, how are we bringing this all together? The reverse mentoring side of things, so how the younger generation reverse mentoring to the older generation around all things tech, and then inversely, how is the older generation, through their experience, 10, 20, 30 years in the game, helping the young generation understand or bring that experience to bear to help them navigate still quite structured uh, aspects of companies in order to certain hoops that one needs to uh, to jump through. Even though I believe those hierarchies will become more, um, more fluid as kind of this social technology becomes more pervasive within, uh, within organizations and behaviorally uh, this is just business as, uh, as usual. So yeah, focusing on that personal learning network and then both enhancing personal and professional development uh, within that. So that's the social learning side of things. Uh, and then we kind of move this to more both outwardly and inwardly focusing, but it's typically going to start with outwardly experienced, uh, outwardly focusing, which is uh, driving that employee experience. So do you really understand what is the experience cradle to grave from people looking to come into the hiring process? And I spent five years in recruitment. And so I've, I've seen firsthand the good, the bad, and the, and the ugly. So even if it is when employees don't get a role, um, i.e. external hires, how is that managed and handled? Because if you give them a really great experience, they're still going to promote your brand to other organizations, or other people, I should say. But if you give them a really crap experience, they're going to, if someone says, well, should I apply for that job? They're going to go, no, because it was terrible. They don't want no feedback. It was completely useless and um, they miss all the role to me, et cetera, et cetera. So do you genuinely understand what, that's, what that is and what that looks like? Are you talking to when you, when you onboard clients, onboard candidates, I should say? Um, 
do you do kind of a, a post onboarding questionnaire or one-to-one? How was it for you? What could we do better on? If it was a direct hire, what was the process? If it was through an agency, what was that process, um, that process like? All the way through to your levers, and assuming that they're good levers, how is that exited? And then what is the alumni network? What is the community that is being created? And I don't mean just setting up a, uh, a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group and just broadcasts, broadcasting stuff. How are you actually creating a community? Could be around a hashtag, for example. You know, how are you creating that that online um, uh, community? So the cradle to grave employee experience, but then of course, what is the employee experience internally within your company, and how are you using technology and social tools and social community tools to to enhance engagement to drive a better employee experience? So you're not getting people who are disenfranchised. You're not getting good good people leaving because they're just pissed off with life and they feel they can't get they can't make themselves uh, make themselves heard etc etc so if we're able to bring all of this out into the open if we're able to have a far more open um, open door policy and I know that as HR teams you will say we have an open door policy but I think in order for that to be real you need to be open door in the virtual world as well as well as kind of open door in the the physical world as it as it were and then creating or rather enhancing the HR connection uh, as a team or as a as a community in their own rights to the business as a community manager. So I'm not necessarily saying that HR team should manage these groups, but certainly you should be enabling, empowering, and driving the message through that one is able to um, uh, to do this. And dare I say it, this whether it's the right place to bring this in, but it covers all things. It's things like in um, social media policies is that typically a social media policy is do not, do not, do not, do not, so no one will do anything, rather than you can, you can, you can, which is more um, encouraging and collaborative to actually get people to, uh, to do things. And then it's the, you know, the, the overall wrapper in, in all of this is the overall employer branding. So does HR actually understand what that means? Do you actually understand what that is, what it stands for? How is that being articulated? Is it being articulated? Are you tracking um, uh, this through things like social listening, uh, social listening technologies such as Microsoft Social Engagement, or things AI Market for Insights, um, Brandwatch, Bombora, all these technology tools out there that enable this? How is this actually being tracked? And then are you actually linking your employer brand to the brand value proposition? And does that all join up in terms of the narrative? Does, does it make sense or do the two do they exist or do they contradict each other? So connecting HR to brand enhancement as a, as a catalyst, this will then enable you to, to kind of build, a, dare I say, a, a tailored employer branding toolkit, which is not only useful, obviously, for the, the, the social HR professional, but then you can help um, each employee act as um, an employee advocate or, uh, uh, you know, uh, Acts as that overall employer brand ambassador for you if you then invest in tools, social advocacy tools such as Elevate, Smart, Sociable, Clearview Social. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're 10 a penny out there. But again, if there's no kind of guidelines or rules of engagement or what's in it for me or why am I doing this, then nobody's going to do it. Or you're just going to be broadcasting that, uh, that message, which doesn't really uh, help with anything. So, again, you're probably thinking, again, this all sounds well and good. So, what are the benefits of the HR? What is the output that we see in um, in this? So, our view: this will make you more visible and more credible within the organisation. Um, this will connect you to the business and its outcomes as a true business partner. 
Uh, we see this as creating HR as a catalyst, a coach, a connector within the, the business. We see that the social technology, both internal and external, will empower, enable, and hopefully energize uh, people to do this. Uh, it'll improve employee engagement. Uh, and I've seen that both you know, myself, where I've been on the receiving end of an employee advocacy tool implemented, and where it works well, the employee engagement is awesome. Where it doesn't work well, it can actually drive the diametric opposite. That's typically because nothing has been articulated in, uh, in, a, in a way as to what's in it for, um, uh, for me. And it creates a more um, uh, collaborative view of uh, HR, and it has an overall positive impact on uh, the employer brand and the overall uh, proposition. But what this also then starts to do is you can start to get data and analytics, and you can start to get data and analytics in, in real time. And there's a fascinating platform called Glint, G-L-I-N-T, which actually enables um, to track the, the employee experience in, in real time, looking at varying numbers of, uh, of metrics. It really is quite a fascinating piece of, of technology. But then you start to uncover maybe metrics and data that you never had before. So are you monitoring sentiment within your social, social advocacy tool internally? Are you monitoring sentiment externally in terms of the employee experience? From an onboarding perspective, all these types of things. Uh, engagement, kind of logging in, logging out. When are people logging in? How are people logging? In? All these different things, these subtle nuances. You start to build this up over uh, over time, and you might start to see some some interesting trends in around um, the high performers. What are they doing versus the the people that need to perform, put on a performance program? What can we learn from uh, from that? And we're very much seeing this in uh, the sales tech stack world, where um, voice is being used to record phone calls and off the back of that, that has been transcribed into um, text and then from that, you can see what people are saying or not saying, which then drives a customer conversation forward. So this is this is nothing new, it's just how can we translate what's already happening in one division of an organization into uh, another division? Because then you can really start to get into, dare I say, at the heart of a company and really understand what is genuinely making it tick. And if you can start to do that, you can start to really move the needle in terms of uh, overall experience for um, employer, employee, I should say, um, what that means for, as an employer brand, what that means in terms of the client, ex the client experience, i.e. both internally, but also for your clients, because happy staff typically gonna probably create a better and a happier client experience in terms of if they're, if they're happy to come into work and represent the brand for you know who they are. So this is why we genuinely believe that uh, social and social technology when deployed correctly, you know, what's in it for me? With HR empowered in the in social across all piece, you can really start to shift the needle in the conversation. So if you'd like to um, find out more or you found this uh, interesting around uh, how social may impact uh, your organization from an HR perspective or what that, what that could look like, you know, please do get in touch um, uh, with myself or any of my colleagues at DLA Ignite. And, you know, we'd be delighted to, uh, to have a conversation with you and even test some of this theory. You know, you may be sitting here thinking this is all uh, poppycock and it's never going never to work. Um, we're happy to have those conversations as, as well. But, you know, as ever, um, thank you to everybody who's uh, taken the time and effort to download this and to listen to this and to follow me. Um, I do appreciate, appreciate your, uh, your support. And uh, as ever, if we're not connected on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, wherever, 
please do uh, reach out and connect and I'd be happy to continue the conversation. But otherwise, uh, enjoy the rest of your morning, afternoon, day, evening, wherever you may be in the world.